Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. If there's one common thread, it might be that men perceive church as too feminine. We have to be aggressive in the world when it's appropriate. We are warriors. One, two, three. Warriors! You are a real man when you commit to study God's word and you commit to being conformed and transformed into the image of Jesus Christ. That's the biblical perspective on being a man. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Don't you worry. We've got you. The thrill of victory. And the agony of defeat. Spreading the globe because, wow, you certainly have been prolific. Sending all kinds of stuff from around the globe. If you put them together, is there any rhyme or reason to them? Not even close. But you slap some music on it. Why and la, you got yourself wide world of Christian stories. Long as you occasionally slap a Bible verse on them. This is Wretched Radio. Don't worry. We've got you. CNN headline says four daily gratitude practices reduce stress and boost happiness. Why? Because people are increasingly joyless. We have psychologists, clinicians who give it some sort of a medical moniker claiming that it is a disorder and you've got a disease. And whilst we can recognize there can be physiological reasons that somebody has the blues more often than not, it's simply lacking joy in the heart. It is perhaps experiencing sinful anxiety because there are degrees of caution and care and worry and anxiety. And the world increasingly is struggling to find joy in a world that appears to be crumbling around them. So this article It seeks to help people with four daily gratitude practices to reduce stress and boost happiness. So, Jimmy, we're going to go check out the world's solution to our sadness problem. Are you ready? Can't wait. Yeah, this this was written by somebody who is a mind-body coach in professional sports. That's CNN publishing that expert right there. Uh Number one, fill a gratitude photo album on your phone. Oh, okay. That's good. So look at pictures. You're going to feel better. Number two, take a breath to gratefully restore your patience. Ah, so a little Buddhism. That reminds me. There was an article, I think it was in Christianity Today, which it was kind of ironic that Christianity Today was pointing out that the church has been slow in responding to Buddhist influences inside of the church. So now they're writing a series of articles to help us understand Buddhism. Uh, excuse me, you're late too, Christianity Today, because the number of people found it right here. Look at me, all organized and such. Buddhism went mainstream decades ago. U.S. churches still aren't ready. Well, thanks for being there for us, Christianity Today. Around 500 million practice Buddhism, most of whom live on the Asian continent. China has the largest number with about 245 million adherents. But we are seeing Buddhism make its way into the church. Breathing, centering prayer. What? Visual prayer. Christian yoga. Oxymorons. Buddhists don't believe. Oh, this is this is 
This is a little cursor. Buddhists don't believe in a creator God, but rather seek to end suffering in this life and the cycle of rebirth by following the Eightfold Path to reach nirvana. The problem in life, according to the Buddhists, is you have desires. So get rid of those desires. Hey, wait a second. That's a desire. At any rate, get rid of that, and then maybe you'll someday get to nirvana. I hear the Dalai Lama is having to pick his successor or identify the new reincarnated successor. I, I, I don't know how that works exactly. I have to confess, I, I really don't get it because I don't know how the guy who's alive can identify his own reincarnation. I don't know how it works exactly, but apparently the Dalai Lama said he might come back in his next life as a woman. Hmm. But he'd have to be a very beautiful woman, he said. I have no idea what the implications of that are. Either a Buddhist cursor. Humans are impermanent. How bleak is it? One's karma or tally of good and bad deeds remain after death, dictating one's place in the next life. We don't have any instructions as to the weights of our good deeds versus our bad deeds. We don't know how the scales will be measured, if they are weighted or not. But Buddhism, it's a very bleak religion. There's no hope in Buddhism. You can't know where you're going. You could come back as a chicken. And by the way, I just, I didn't read the entire article, but in India, apparently the number of cows that are just wandering the streets and wrecking stuff is becoming a problem because they don't want to eat grandpa, which is a bummer. Because I got to tell you, now that I've rediscovered meat, whoa, oh, they don't know what they're missing. Today, here we go. Today, the United States has around 1,000 Buddhist centers. Yep. And you will find that Buddhists love to live around a Buddhist center. They will actually move to a location to be near their Buddhist center. I was just thinking maybe Christians should do that, but nah, we don't move to just be a part of a good church or nothing. About three million Americans identify as Buddhists. Although the number of those who practice some form of Buddhism is higher. Buddhism is a cultural identity. This means they are Buddhist because their parents are Buddhist. So here's the recommendation that is given from the Christianity Today article, how to reach these people. And I disagree with, well, let me see. I think all of it. <laughs> because one of their encouragements is study Buddhism. I say study it if you want to, but you do not have to be a world religion expert to share the gospel. You need to be a gospel expert, period. If somebody says that they are a something, first of all, if you try to study Buddhism or Islam, I mean, you can certainly. And I think we should be like acquainted with it in general, but we don't have to become experts responding to every quote that they have from their purported holy book. We need to know our holy book and just share that. And if you're scared to witness because you might run into somebody who has a religion you don't know, you're going to. Because you can study a lot of them and you're just going to run into wacky stuff. Oh, I'm a Taoist. Okay. Uh, I've seen like Wayne Dyer and I think that's what he was. So am I supposed to give money to PBS? What's a die? No, I got to go. No, you don't need to know about every single world religion. In fact, here's how you could get around that learning anything at all. Somebody says, hey, I'm a Buddhist. Really? That is fascinating to me. Tell me about it. What do you believe? What does the religion believe? How much hope do you have from it? How much does it affect your life? Telling you, 
Just ask questions. You'll get an education, a very personalized education, and then you can share with them. You know, that's so fascinating because, you know, Christianity teaches, well, you know, entirely the opposite, that it's not our good deeds that get us to a better place. It's the good deeds of another that gets us to an amazing place that we get to be with God, to dwell with him. He will be our God. We will be his people. He'll wipe away every tear. No more sorrow. No more mourning. Nothing but unspeakable, never-ending joy for eternity because of the work of another's name is Jesus Christ. Are you familiar with Christ? And you share the gospel with them. Christianity Today says, visit a Buddhist temple. Um, Why? I mean, you can if you want to, but you don't need to is the point. You, you don't need to become somebody who has a Ph.D. in Buddhism. But that wasn't the story that we were focusing on, Jimmy. So if you'd quit distracting sorry, me. Sorry. We're doing wide world of some. What are we doing exactly? Let's go to Canada, shall we? I love this. I have to confess. I love this story too much. In fact, if I weren't already, you know, busy. I might want to lead this movement. Did you hear about the Canadian power lifter who broke the woman's bench press record? He was a dude who said that he was a dudette, but he didn't present himself like a dudette. <laughs> Big guy, really. I think he benched, I don't know what it was, 300 pounds, something like that. Big guy, beard. Didn't even try. He was trying to make a point. And so he shatters the record. There was another trans person, woman, that, that he beat making a point. So it got me to thinking, would it be so wrong to do this in other sports like all of them? Because remember, externals don't matter. There, there's you are you assign a gender. Sure, it looks like it's a boy or a girl, but you're just assigning that based on a physical presentation. So if there's nothing to physical presentation, then don't worry, sir. You don't have to look like a girl. Just go play tennis and and see if you can compete to be the winner in tennis and golf and volleyball and basketball. But let's not stop there, shall we? Let's go to children. I identify as a child. So I'm going to compete in the eighth, eighth grade level tennis tournament. Hey, is there a senior realm of athletic competition? I identify as being 80. Let's go make a mockery of this nonsense that is destroying women's sports and marring the image bearer of women. I, I got to tell you, when I saw this guy, it's like, dude, props to you. Hmm, what would happen if a bunch of us did this and all? I'm not suggesting we do. I'm just saying, if I had some free time, I might actually be inclined. Here's another story. There's a big argument, University of Wyoming. A guy who says he's a woman is hanging out in the sorority, giving all the girls the creeps. <laughs> hey, you've got a non-discriminatory policy. You're getting what you asked for. This is Wretched Radio. I know how you're feeling at the thought of switching from traditional health insurance to MediShare, which is affordable biblical health sharing. That's a big decision, and it can be kind of scary, which is why Mrs. Freel and I researched MediShare and determined, yeah, 
we can trust this ministry, Christians paying for the health needs of other Christians. It's a magnificent ministry. 98% member satisfaction rate. It's amazing. The average family saves $500 per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit metashare.com slash wretched, metashare.com slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Wretched Radio today. And as we're approaching Resurrection Sunday, we're reminded that the good news of Jesus is alive and the gospel continues to change lives all over the world. Remember what Psalm 119 says, the Lord's word stands forever and his faithfulness continues throughout the generations. And you know, what we're doing together as partners is just a fraction of spreading God's word down through the generations. We are so completely and totally honored that you trust us and partner with us to reach millions of people all over the world with the gospel through Wretched TV and Wretched Radio, resources like Road Trip to Truth and Transform. And I know I say this every day, and sometimes it can sound like a broken record, but I mean it. I really, truly mean it. We could not do what we do without you. And so as we approach Resurrection Sunday, we would love for you to prayerfully consider joining us as a gospel partner. Just visit wretched.org slash donate or text the word wretched to the number 44321. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. Sorry to ask you to do some arithmetic, but this is some math that will encourage you and make you very, very happy. This is one testimony of a mother who chose life because she saw her own baby, courtesy of an ultrasound from Preborn. I was terrified. I really didn't know what to do. The first time I saw the ultrasound, I was just amazed. I was like, oh my gosh, is that my baby? And I, like, I heard her heartbeat and I, I just, I just fell in love. If I could care about my daughter this much, if I could love my daughter this much, how much does God love me? Now take that one testimony and multiply it by 54,253 because that is the number of babies that were saved last year because of ultrasounds at preborn centers. Would you please help us grow that number by providing as many ultrasounds as possible at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. Know your church fathers. Totian is known as Asia's first Christian theologian. He came from Assyria and studied under Justin Martyr before returning to prepare a path for the gospel into Western Asia. He wrote A Harmony of the Four Gospels. It was the primary gospel text in Syria throughout the 3rd and 4th centuries. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hey, would you like to know what it's like to be married to Jimmy? This is Wretched Radio. Wow. Hey. You're going to finish that first story that you never got back to? Nag, nag, nag. That's exactly right. Calm yourself, Jimmy. Sorry. I'm managing the clock here. I was going to, you know, get which one was it exactly that I was supposed to get back? Four daily gratitude. Ah, yeah. And we've got you. You see, we've. Hey, ADHD. It's all the rage. And I'm vying for poster boy. That's all I'm saying to you. Four daily gratitude practices to reduce stress and boost happiness, according to CNN's mind body coach in professional sports. It's a woman. 
We should go compete in her athletic competition. That's all I'm saying. Let's just have a bunch of dudes invade the women's sports arena en masse to expose how ridiculous this is that we are allowing men who are just confused to participate and compete against women in this whole levels of testosterone business nonsense. None of those things you claim to be genuine markers of gender or sexuality, one and the same if you ask me. None of those things matter. So I don't need to lower my testosterone level. I don't need to put on a woman's bathing suit. I don't need to shave. I just need to say I'm a goyle. And we should just invade all of these realms where women participate in athletic activities. Not because we hate women, but because it might maybe possibly reveal your thinking is stinking regarding the subject of genders. So according to this mind-body coach in professional sports, fill a gratitude photo album on your phone. Take a breath to gratefully restore your patience. You see, that's where the Buddhism thing came in. Right, right. right. There. Share your attitude of gratitude with others. Every day, tell someone you are grateful for them. Okay. Jimmy, I was feeling a little sad this morning. Uh huh. I'm grateful for you. Are you? Now I'm massively depressed. What <laughs> happened here? This was about <laughs> number four. Close your day gratefully for a good night's sleep. At the end of each day, reflect on three things that make you feel grateful. What if you can't think of one? Maybe if you are in such a deep funk, you really can't see any good in a given day. The, 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 this is just so unhelpful. This is, this is no wonder why depression and anxiety is increasing. But don't you worry. We've got you. If you have not listened to Dr. Greg Gifford's podcast, Transform with Dr. Gifford, I, I really cannot stress how blessed you will be by this. Right now, he's in the middle. I don't know if he's in the middle. He could go on for weeks and weeks on the subject of anxiety. So helpful. I Saturday morning, man, it's like, I got to get my transform fix because it is good stuff. And he's talking about anxiety and it's biblical. And he's starting out by defining categories and that there is a difference between care and concern. Two very valid responses to events in your life. You can and should have care for the brethren, for your family concern that something bad might happen. Those are valid expressions of emotions that are indeed author, authenticated by Jesus Christ himself. He cared for people. He, he was, if you will, concerned, not in a sinful way, but his heart was troubled at what was facing him when he was marching to the cross. He was troubled when Judas Iscariot betrayed him, but when you cross the line into faithless worrying, I've got this, I've got to handle this, and if I don't get this done, ain't nobody going to do it. I am going to deal with everything. I'm not going to look up. I'm not going to get on my knees. I'm not going to rely on God. I've got this. Then you cross the line. And that is the starting place so that you don't think that every single time you're worried, semantic range could be anything from care to concern to sinful, faithless worrying. You, you don't have to think I'm always sinning any time that I have a feeling that says, I think I need to deal with this situation. There could be a problem here, Will Robinson. 
You got to get on this. You're not always sinning. Now, tell me that already isn't more helpful than breathing a photo album and say three good things that happened to you today. Dr. Greg Gifford, the Transformed Podcast. Can we get back to the other stuff now? Have I put a bow on that satisfactorily for you? I am Mr. Hicks. (laughs) Thank you. Wow. You know. Just finish what you start. No, I already. We weren't done yet. (laughs) I have been praying for your wife. Have you? I'm going to do it more. Thank you. Just going to do it a whole lot more. And I've got something for the kids. See, Jimmy, we've got you here. We've even got you here. Me? Okay. Well, summertime is coming up. What are the boys going to do? Well, I'll tell you what they could do. For just $900, they could spend a week at drag camp. That's right. (laughs) You got yourself drag summer camp. How would that go down with the boys? Not not, not good. (laughs) This is in Vancouver. Think Carl Truman. As I read this description of drag camp, you'll remember Carl's book. It's called Strange New World. Highly recommend it or get Nancy Piercy's Total Truth. They're both they're both well worth reading because Carl traces philosophical history so that you can understand, oh, we've been aiming at having everything be about me for centuries now. Started with the Enlightenment, kicked things off, moved into the period period of romanticism. Uh, then, then you've got yourself the liberal Germans. Then you got yourself Sigmund Freud. Then you got yourself the French philosophers and postmodernism. And wow, and law, everything is about me and expressing myself. That's what the LGBTQ business is about. Being able to be my authentic self, the true me, living any way that I want to without society telling me no. Listen to this description with that in mind. Do you enjoy expressing yourself? See, me. Me, 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 me. It's all about me and you being you. Do you enjoy expressing yourself through clothing, makeup, and performance? And again, this whole garish makeup and dancing. Oh, so that's what it means to be a woman. Okay, now I get it. They should be able to answer that question. If you're running for the Supreme Court, I don't know if you can run for it, but the point is, and somebody asks you, what does a woman say? Well, go to a drag show. You'll see what a woman looks like. Actually, don't do that because that's not what the overwhelming vast majority of women look like. Do you have an alter ego that is just waiting to hit the stage? So let the inner you come out. You be you. Our new two-week senior... Our new two-week senior drag camp might just be your cup of tea, honey. Led by some of Vancouver's established and emerging drag artists, you'll learn how to access your inner confidence, casting off restraints, not worrying about people casting a glance at you that might be perceived as being judgmental, no accusations. You let your inner voice speak. Show your true colors and maybe even let out that inner diva. That's Carl Truman's book. This is the age that we live in, and it makes perfect sense. And Jimmy, Mm -hmm. well, I'm sorry. This might throw you into funk. You did miss Transgender Day of Visibility. That happened March 31st. Our president made a proclamation saying that trans Americans shape our nation's soul. Well, they are. 
aren't they? <laughs> Quote, today we show millions of transgender and non-binary Americans that we see them. They belong and they should be treated with dignity and respect. Transgender Americans shape our nation's soul, proudly serving in the military, curing deadly diseases, holding elected office, running thriving businesses, fighting for justice, raising families, and much more. And yet, isn't the entire trans campaign predicated on the fact that they are not being heard and seen? Why are we having a visibility day when they're so visible? Why are we having a visibility day when every single major corporation in this country vocally supports them? Is it possible we're maybe getting to the point where that line of sales isn't really going to work anymore? One would hope. Uh, it doesn't look like you're being oppressed. It looks like you're actually ruling and wanting to oppress others. If you're celebrated, you get days of focus, months dedicated to you. Are you really oppressed? Or is it possible that you're the new oppressor. Jimmy, I got one last wide world of whatever it is that we call this thing of a jig for you. This this is going to be exciting. Maybe maybe a gift for the boys. You send them off to the drag camp. Okay. That's on the list. Vancouver. <laughs> and when they come back, folded nicely on their bed, Lizzo's gender affirming shapewear collection oh. could be waiting for them. Mm -hmm. It's the brand called Yiddy. Y I T T Y. It's unbelievable. This is this is mainstream clothing. You tell me this is love. The binding top to flatten or reduce the appearance of women's body parts. Same thing for boys. Yeah, yeah. That's supporting them. That's yeah. That's natural and normal. Yeah, we're helping people. Yeah, you are. In an inverted reality universe, this is Wretched Radio. And now it's time for a Wretched News Break on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks, and we start with a stunning display. That's the word I'll use. A stunning display of the legal prowess in New York City. So a man who recently wrestled a gun away from a robber who had just shot him is being charged with attempted murder. Yeah, I didn't stutter. You heard me absolutely right. This courageous man, instead of just handing over his wallet, dared to defend himself. And now he's the one being charged with a crime. <laughs> oh, New York, New York. How inverted are you? Meanwhile, in other parts of the land of the easily offended, that's the country we live in, a candidate for superintendent in a Massachusetts school district had the job offer he'd received rescinded. Why? Well, he apparently referred to two females as ladies in an email. <laughs> that just screams scandal, doesn't it? The Boston Children's Hospital is demanding more funding and capacity for trans surgeries on minors. Wait a second, isn't that something we were told wasn't really happening? And in the ongoing saga of You Just Cannot Make This Stuff Up, the recent CMT Country Music Awards featured a drag queen performance. Now that's what I call good old-fashioned family-friendly entertainment. Thanks for that, Kelsey Ballerini. Kelsey Ballerini, that's B-A-L-L-E-R-I-N-I. -L -L -E Chop that down. 
A mother in Virginia is filing a lawsuit after the state denied her adoption due to her Christian beliefs. Apparently, someone who made this decision believes that this lady's convictions on marriage and sexuality would harm the child and they preferred that orphan children remain without a loving family rather than to be raised by a family that has uh, morals and values because they just have to be monsters, right? And finally, from Google, the company that is involved in absolutely every digital thing out there, well, they're cutting costs by eliminating employee perks like fitness classes and micro kitchens. Maybe they can redirect some of their funds and resources to developing an AI that whips up gourmet meals or leads Pilates classes. Or better yet, maybe they can just invent something that turns water into LaCroix. That's just flavored water. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important dates in Christian history. 1817. Pope Pius IX proclaims a doctrine of papal infallibility. Though the authority of the Pope had been established for centuries, the teaching that the Pope's teaching is divinely inspired and infallible is a very recent invention. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. As the world turns insane. No matter what else we do in life, we all need to find a way to be sexuality educators for the kids in our lives. No matter what else, that's it. That's the ultimate. Oh, boy. This is Wretched Radio. Perhaps you're wondering, hey, wait a second, Freel. What's the difference between As the World Turns Insane and Wide World of Christian Stories? <laughs> Not much, really. Let's get to an article that is doubly beneficial, not that it actually profits us in any real positive sort of way, but it helps us understand how people are going about the business of recruiting so many in to aberrant thinking and lifestyles. Uh, The article tries to answer the question, what is sapiosexuality? Jimmy? Do you know what sapiosexuality is? I do not. Well, see, then then you aren't one, probably, because according to Merriam Webster, it's in the dictionary. Oh, wow. It is sexual attraction to intelligence. What that sapiosexuality. So you find somebody who is smart to be attractive, sapiosexual. Now, whatever. But what is helpful in this article is how they go about the business of taking something that is rather ridiculous and on its face kind of dopey and intellectualizing it. And making it sound like, oh, that's valid. It comes with so much doublespeak and educational gobbledygook. So one individual who is a sexuality educator and talk show host, most sapiosexuals primarily identify with one another sexual orientation like gay, straight, or bisexual and view their sapiosexuality as added clarification as to who they're attracted to. Huh? What kind of double speak is that? I have no idea what he just said. Hold on. The main claim against sapiosexuality is that it is as best pretentious and at worst inherently ableist and classist. Quote from a Ph.D. who is an abolitionist writer and columnist with Teen Vogue. Cool. 
It excludes those with learning disabilities and neurodiversity. It privileges traditional markers of intellect like degrees and passport stamps, which are often less accessible to poor folks. And it's spelled F-O-L-X, by the way. What? Because the term mostly exists in online spaces, even identifying as sapiosexual suggests a level of access to technological resources that not all people have. So in other words, if you're a sapiosexual, then you're racist to boot. And they talk about these things as if, oh, this is a serious field of study. But we can also learn from this article because they go about the business of recruiting people. This is how it is done, not just for sapiosexuality, but for transgenderism, any of the LGBT business. Am I sapiosexual? Five ways to tell you might be sapiosexual. So that's what they love to do on the Twitter machine, the TikTok deal. Hey, do you ever think like this? Oh, that's because you're supposed to be the opposite gender. This is classic. One, you connect with this article. Oh, you know, I do find intelligent people to be attracted. I find that to be a positive. I guess I'm a sapiosexual. You think smart is the best compliment. Yeah, I guess that's, that's a, I guess I'm sapiosexual. You become attracted to someone after seeing their intelligence. Four, you've lost interest in someone after noticing a lack of intellect. Five, you felt compelled to be intimate with somebody who's intelligent. So you'd have any of those inklings, then you are sapiosexual. And that is how they go about the business of recruiting children on the Internet all day, every day, and mass. This is a perpetual, ongoing war against children, and they use the TikTok machine to do that, which would explain from the BBC, this is staggering, how young people are shaking off gender binaries. Listen to this statistic. 41% of the respondents to this Vice Voices surveys, now I don't know what sort of quality this is or who the audience is, but nevertheless... 41% of the survey's respondents, all Gen Z, said they identified as neutral on the spectrum of masculinity and femininity. How is that happening? These are kids who grow up with a mom and a dad. They, 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 they know the difference, and yet they don't really care. Who's, how are they getting these kids? How are they getting your kids? 55% said gender labels don't help them define who they truly are. There's your autonomous self, strange new world again. 62% felt strongly that people should be able to use any identity label with which they feel comfortable. That's the next generation coming up. Here it is. Just listen to this language. You hear it constantly. Some people find that approaching gender outside of a strict binary means they have a wider variety of ways to express themselves. Madonna was ahead of the curve, wasn't she? you got to express yourself. And how do they persuade kids to deny reality? They do it online. There is a, there is a modus operandi. I was going to use the G.R. Phil Johnson M-I-N-G word, but that'll get you in hot water right there. This is how they they get them. They go online. They're feeling something. They want to check something out. 
they they just they hear people talking about it. So they go to a TikTok feed thing, whatever, however it works, and they start seeing these videos and they get slammed by these videos over and over again. And then they are told, hey, if you're feeling this way, it's because of this. An article titled in the Christian Post, Big Tech versus Parents. The battle for our children. A simple TikTok search will turn up thousands of videos of trans-identifying teen girls happily flaunting their mutilated bodies after top surgery. Oh, I see where you amputated a part of a girl's body. I got it. Okay, let's call it what it is. One of those videos has garnered over 30 million views. What? 644,000 likes. And 18,000 shares. Parents should not rely on TikTok to shield kids from this content. So-called parental controls cannot replace direct and intentional parental engagement. Mom, dad, you decide for yourself how you are going to deal with this. But please have a strategy. I don't know what it should be. That's up to you and your family to figure these things out. But they're after your kids and they're getting them. You do devotions with them. You talk to them about Jesus throughout the day, and that totals, now let's just be generous, an hour a day. The average kid is watching eight hours of videos, TikTok, messaging. Come on in. Come on in. Hey, do you ever feel like this? Did you ever do this or have that? Th- oh, well, that's because you're fill in the blank. Hashtag trans has logged 50.2 billion TikTok views, nearly doubling within the space of a year. This is helpful from this article. Just you do with this as you see fit, mom and dad. In Maryland, a group of 30 Christian families made a year-long commitment to help their kids off smartphones and social media. So instead of using tech, these families provided alternatives for social interaction and connection, coming together regularly in person for things like Scottish dances, field days, community picnics, A year in, parents reported that their kids were more focused, more intentional, and more aware of what really nourishes and satisfies. Where is that email? Ah! Ah! Organized as ever. Andrew, I think I maybe mentioned this last week, but here it is. Todd, I was just listening to an episode where you were talking about a school that banned phones. One of the fun aspects of the Christian camp we are running in June. Jimmy? Yes. Too bad your kids are already booked up in Vancouver. (laughs) Man. They could go to this thing in Australia. One of the fun things is that all tech is banned for campers. Whoa. So clearly what happens is for the next two weeks, they just lay on the ground. They won't eat. And they just moan in misery because they don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get back to the email. Phones are surrendered on day one and returned on day six when parents arrive to collect their kids. The atmosphere is brilliant. The kids spend the whole time engaging with one another. (gasps) Oh, what would they possibly say or do? And regarding the leaders, they're only allowed to have their phones on silent so that messages from camp directors can be broadcast to them during the week. What's your plan? Mom and dad, they're getting them. They're seeking every movement needs new converts, specifically children. They know it. 
and they are looking at them and they are finding them out on the Internet, not just TikTok, it's Instagram. And the way that they lure them in is by saying, if you ever feel like this, it's because you're actually that. What's your plan for keeping them away from those messages? And I would ask you, what is your strategy for combating those influences, for for speaking louder than the persistent voices of progressivism that want your kids? I hope you got something. This is Wretched Radio. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe, but now they've expanded to Africa and the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs that they are opening up in Africa. That should encourage all of us. The gospel is going forth and reaching kids in unreached places. Encouragement number two, would you like to become a Tomorrow Clubs ministry partner? Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Have you ever felt like you're on an emotional roller coaster? It's okay to admit it because we've all been there and some of us are there now. Well, saddle up, buckle up, strap up, whatever it is you prefer. Just tune in to Transform with Dr. Greg Gifford. It's the podcast you quite possibly have been waiting for because it's the place where anxiety, loneliness, depression, and fear come face to face with the Bible. And don't expect Dr. Gifford to just read scripture. No, he wrestles with it and applies it to challenges we all face. Trust me, this podcast, it's a game changer. And it must be for me to say game changer because I loathe that phrase. But that's exactly what Transformed with Dr. Greg Gifford is. It'll help you and it will empower you to help others too. You'll be throwing out biblical wisdom like you're in Solomon's Court. New episodes, they drop every Saturday morning at transform.org slash podcast or wherever you usually listen to podcasts. Trust me, you'll be glad you listened. So, you're not convinced of the importance of training men to rightly divide the word of truth and fill pulpits internationally? Fine. Then we'll let Paul Washer convince you. It is so important, not just important, it's absolutely essential to have a trained expositor of the scripture in every church. When we read through the book of Acts, we can see that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of Christ, advances as the word of God advances. Would you please consider joining the Master's Academy International in filling empty pulpits with men who can exposit the scriptures and advance the kingdom of God It's a magnificent ministry with a generational impact. Please learn more about supporting TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor. Wretched.org slash pastor for the Master's Academy International. Books of the Bible. The book of James is much like Proverbs for the New Testament employing a concise and memorable style with a simple yet profound message. 
Christians should think and act like Christians. It is very easy to understand, but exceptionally difficult to obey. This ought to lead us to repentance and a fresh reliance upon the grace of God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. While I don't agree with the solution, I sure do understand the sentiment of... Ross Dutek. Okay, I pointed, and you were late. <laughs> no, Take two. While I sure don't appreciate his solution, I sure do understand the sentiment of... Ross Dutek. Thank you very much. This is Wretched Radio. I didn't know that's how you said the man's name. <laughs> I didn't either. He's a capital O. That means he's... Eastern Orthodox or whatever nation he puts in front of Orthodox Church. Ross Dutat. Dutat, yes. Dutat. D-O-U-T-H-A-T. He wrote the Benedict Option. It's probably going on a couple of years. Now time flies when you're getting nervous about Western civilization crumbling. And he says, basically... It's time to find a bunch of like-minded Christians and establish your own little commune. It's the Benedict, St. Benedict, the Benedictine option. Uh, Build a cloister, basically. Get out of here. And what is motivating that, of course, is because of the animosity toward Christians and their Christ and the crumbling of values and morals and the foundations of a great civilization I don't agree that we should be doing that, but I get his angst. I understand it. And I understand the desire of some Christians to say, we just got to get out of here. The problem is you can't really get off the grid if you stay connected to social media. You can't. There are no small towns anymore. Now, some people are doing this, and I suspect to great success, they are moving to more rural areas. And I think that's going to deflect some of the messaging aimed at us and our kids. But as long as we have ourselves a smartphone, we have access to it. And so do our kids. And even if you just let your kids watch TV, which, by the way, tell me if you agree with this, Jimmy. Okay. I think there's a distinct difference between putting your kids in front of a TV set or watching something with your kids than kids being given an, a smartphone, an intelligent device, and everybody going into their own little worlds, even if you're in the same room. Absolutely. And here's the difference. They're both electronic. So why do we sense something of a difference? I think it's this. When I go onto my phone, you're out of here. I, I'm like, this is mine. I'm cre- This is what I'm interested in. Now, I don't care what you're doing. I've created my own world, my reality that I prefer to inhabit at this moment. And I am not engaging in the same material as you are. When you're watching a show together, at least you're watching the same football game or whatever it happens to be together, consuming it together. And you can interact on it together. And as long as your kid has a smartphone, they are going to be getting messaging that makes you just makes you want to get off the grid and unplug and go away. And I'm telling you, I feel that more and more. But remember now. That is a Christian's choice. You can make that choice. You can't say that that is verboten. Every Christian needs to make the best decision for their family. And I would say if that is what is best for you, then I say go. You're not certainly sinning by moving to a place that has less cultural influence. I I don't think that's putting your head in the sand. And increasingly, it's like, I got that feeling. I you please all of this bombarding and even just driving. You get the bumper stickers on Subarus. It's like, come on, can I just go out and get someplace without being told something 
dumb. Netflix has a show for preschoolers. Netflix. It's called Ridley Jones. Cindy Lauper's in it. Glad to see she's getting some work. A female bison named Fred, in quotes, is eager to, eager to show off her leadership skills to Grandma Dottie, but gets nervous after realizing Dottie doesn't know about Fred's new pronouns and name choice. Huh? Grandma doesn't know I changed. She still thinks I'm her granddaughter instead of her grand Fred. I do want to tell her. Later, Fred comes out to Grandma Dottie, portrayed by Cindy Lauper, after Dottie uses Fred's real name, Winifred. Mm, generational difference here. My heart says that the way I feel most myself is to go by the name Fred. There is it. Do you hear it again and again and again? You can't help but trip over it these days. It's all strange. It's all about self. This is just me. That's what's inside of me. It's the Oscar Wilde just waiting to come out and defy every social norm. That's what it means to be brave and to live my authentic life. My heart says that the way I feel, this is aimed at grade schoolers, preschoolers. My heart says that the way I feel most myself is to go by the name Fred. That's because I'm non-binary. <laughs> hey, hey, evangelical who claims you got to dumb it down for the kids. Netflix aimed at preschoolers, uses the word non-binary. Four syllables. You can use the word justification. Okay, it's five. But the point is, we're not going to quibble over math here. They use big words. Why do we shy away from them? Well, the kids, you know, they can't handle the big words. Little Fred saying, I want to tell grandma I'm non-binary. And Fred is the name that fits me best. And I also use they and them. Because calling me a she or a he doesn't feel right to me. Grandma Dottie immediately apologizes for saying the wrong name and pronouns. And thanks, Fred, for sharing. Aimed at your preschooler. Here's another it's horrifying activity that is taking place on these phones. A report in JAMA Pediatrics. Any relationship to you, Jimmy Jam? <laughs> no. Jamma right. Pediatrics states 25% of teenagers are receiving sex. Not, not like a denomination or a breakoff group from a cult. No, a sext, S-E-X-T-S. While 15% of teenagers are sending them. 11% of teens are forwarding pictures they've received without any consent from the sender. These text messages can end up as material for someone to sextort the sender. So it happens often enough, we've actually got a name for it. Another article from The Conservation, What Parents and Educators Need to Know About Teens' Pornography and Sexting Experiences at School. Sorry for this, but this is our world. 52% of teens say they have viewed violent pornography. Pretty much every kid has somehow been exposed to it, even if it's just a billboard or a commercial or whatever on TV that they stumble across. 52% of teens have seen violent pornography. This does not bode well for women. This includes acts, I'm sorry for this, choking, slapping, gagging, hitting, and crying. 52% have seen this? One in eight titles, I don't even want to use the name of this 
organization that spews out this garbage. One in eight titles of videos on the website described sexual violence. You can watch that for free. This particular article, trying to tell parents how to deal with it, just staggering. Choking or strangulation has been increasing in porn. This is concerning to violence researchers. Yeah. And neurologists and mental health professionals don't need any pastors in there, but nevertheless, because recent reports indicate that one in three women were choked during their last experience. One in three. Who suffers when society goes wonky? Women. That's who pays for it every single time. They are after our kids. And you say, well, that sounds rather conspiratorial. Um, Yeah, well, it is a conspiracy, a well-orchestrated one by the devil himself who hates little children. Think of Jesus warming, warning. It'll be, you cause a little one to stumble, be better for a millstone to be tied around your neck. You, you, you can just, that, that's so demonic to, th- yes, that's the, that's the one that I want to commit. Because if I do that one, says the devil, Jesus hates that. So he does that. They're after our kids. I'm telling you, it is just staggering. And then an, another expression of the inverted reality that we are living in. USA Today. This is USA Today. This is America's newspaper. Anti-transgender rules and rhetoric and legislation are a shameful stain on America's soul. Wait, what? Protecting children. It's a shameful stain to the politicians, people, and pundits who've decided that the best use of their time and power is to make life more difficult for transgender people. I have a question. What the bleep is wrong with you? Search your soul. Now, this is aimed, USA Today, at people who don't want their children to have their bodies mutilated and educators to take the place of parents. I want you to search your soul or whatever inhabits the space where your soul once resided and defend the decision to aggressively attack an already vulnerable group of people. For what? For what? For political gain? For clicks? So you don't have to expend the small amount of intellectual energy it takes to understand an issue that for whatever reason makes you uncomfortable? This is America's newspaper. Powerful people are contorting all sense of decency to push legislation and rules. that strip away the rights of transgender children, that limits access to medically necessary gender-affirming care and to ban books and discussions about gender identity. Congratulations, if that's you. You have a shameful stain on your soul. America, America, post-Christian world. Until tomorrow, go serve your king.